it's almost that time, Kimberly. Merry Christmas. Yeah. Can you believe it? I love December. I love the lights. I got the lights up on my house. I love it. Love this holiday. I do. It's so pretty. Just everything. Ah, oh, love cheery. it. cheery. It's beautiful. Crisp air. Yeah. Shopping. Yeah. Maybe a little too much shopping. <laughs> I got to say, I'm a little over the shopping. However... Uh, it's going to be a great Christmas because there's not going to be a whole lot of shopping involved because my husband and I are going to go away for Christmas. Is that what y'all are doing? Yep. Where are y'all going? We are going to Nashville. Really? Yes. yes. I thought you just went to Nashville. Are you going I again? I did, and it was so good. This is why, can I just brag on my hubby just a little bit? So I did. I went to Nashville on a girl's trip, and it was so much fun. And I come back, and I'm just like, oh, my God, Nashville was so much fun. It was just amazing, and I cannot stop talking about it because I loved it so much. And uh, I was like, you know, we should go there one year for Christmas. I hear it's really beautiful at Christmas. And I left it at that. That was the end of it. And then I go off, and I have a day with my sister. And by the time I come home, he has the flights, the hotels, where we're eating, some events, some tickets for things we're going to do. And here we go. We're going to Nashville. Come on. Can I tell you, I was talking to my husband about going to Nashville. Now, I went to the store and I came back and I did not have tickets or flights. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, we're in a little bit different place. We don't have kids at home that are, you know, (laughs) expecting things wrapped and under the tree. We are empty nesters that can go at any moment. Yeah, I I, I just want to say that. I didn't come back with tickets or restaurant reservations or One day, one day. You got about 10 more years. It's coming. (laughs) It is coming. But I will tell you, yeah, that's on my list for Christmas. I think it's be a blast. Now, I'm going to live vicariously through you, so I hope you will send me pictures while you're there because I want to see what it looks like. I'll do it. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. When there's this, I just, I cannot, I cannot wait. I mean, this was, he's planned a lot of things for us, but this one was a total surprise. I mean, shocked, like my jaw on the ground shocked. And I just, I think it's going to be a great time for us just for, just for he and I to reconnect, you know, because typically when we go somewhere, we're with a lot of other people. Uh, So we are just the, it's not just you two, it's a group. Yes. Yeah. It's different, right? Different uh, environment, different setting. Everything is different. Yes. Oh, that's going to be fabulous. Yeah. Hey, by the way, I do have to say to our listeners, welcome back to Extra Shot of Leadership. In case you're wondering (laughs) what you're listening to, this is Extra Shot of Leadership. I'm Pepper Wilson, and I'm here with... Kim K. All right. And today, we are talking about influence. Influencing others, how you influence, influence leadership. To me, I think it's just one big word, and it is all about influence. How do you get better at influencing? Or is influence important? I just think influence is something that is so critical, not just to leaders. This one is going to be a little bit different because I think it's really just anybody working anywhere. You can always do a great or better job at influencing other people, how they make decisions, where their head is at, what is next on the schedule. I just think influencing others is a critical skill that we have not yet talked about on this on Wow, this, uh, yeah, this is going to be be a long conversation. This may be a twofer or a threefer, just yeah. just like our last one. On, on trust. On trust, Loved yes. that trust one. Yeah. I thought it was so good. Obviously, I thought it was so good. But on influence, what I, what I want us to really kind of set it up here is what are the, in your mind, what are the components to building somebody's influence? It's like, hey, look, let's just start getting to 
what are the building blocks? What are the things I need to be thinking about? And I, I know I have a series of building blocks. I know you do too. We may not cover them all in this episode, but how about we target covering two building blocks? All right. And let's get into depth on those two building blocks. <laughs> you know, when you limit me to two, I'm like, oh, but there's this third one. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try. I'll do, I'll do my very best. So when we think about influence, what is it, right? Influence is, how do you define it? Do you have a definition of it? Uh, I'll, I, listen, I don't know. Oh, what would I say about influence? It, it's just the ability to get others to... Do things they wouldn't normally do. Yeah, I'm with you. It, it, and I love the word ability, right? It's around the ability to change somebody else's mind. Yes. Right, get them to do something else. Or think a different way. Yes, I, absolutely. It's not even just action, but it's in how they think about things, right? Yeah. And you're influencing them in a way that all of a sudden they go, huh, I never thought about it that way. Or, hmm, maybe I'm going to try that. And you're doing something, right? There's some tools that you have in order to do that. So what are those things? Which one? I know you have several. I've got several. Where do you want to start? Listen, my number one thing when it comes to influence is is something that I, I, I question whether or not you can build it, whether you have it or you don't, and can you get more of it? But for me, it's passion, Right, passion around whatever it is that you're trying to influence people on, whatever the topic is, whatever it is you're trying to uh, move the needle on or get people to see or understand. If you don't have passion for that thing, it is going to be really hard to get these other things in order that are kind of on my list of what, like, what's the the magic recipe when it comes to influence? It is like baking a cake without the butter or the eggs. It is like fundamental, or the flour. Let's just say the flour part of it, right? The stuff that makes it stick together. If you don't have passion, for me, the other things are just not going to fall in line and it, things are going to start to fall flat, I would say. You can do things. You can create things. You might be able to move some needles, but without passion, it's going to be harder for the leader or harder for the the person who's trying to influence. Man, this one was hard. There's a couple of things that you've said already that I'm like, whew, I can't build passion. I either have it or I don't. I, I'm just, I'm questioning that. Yeah. You know, whether you can, can increase you your passion. passion. I think sometimes when you start to see success or when you start to get a better vision for part of what you're doing or as you grow, I think your passion can probably grow. Because I just think about my own career and training, right? Training was not something I set out to do. Mm. But over the years, my passion for training and helping people has grown. Mm. So I, there's there's got to be some aspect that you can increase your passion. And now, how do we do that? That's a whole other conversation because this is about influence. But I, I just, I think it's one of those things you've got to have. And if you don't have it, I think that's where you start to ask yourself, am I in the right place? Mm. Am I doing the thing that I need to be doing? Or is this where, is is this the thing that I should be working on? Because this is not passion for me. Yeah, I like where you're going. And, and I agree with you, right? This is not about passion. <laughs> this is about how passion ties into influence. You said it's foundational. I think I heard you say that word. It's like, if you don't have this, it's hard to go on to the rest of the story or, yes. or the rest of the the attributes of somebody in order to influence others. 
But I just a little squirrel moment Come here. Come on with it. Because you you had these questions and I love those little questions that you threw out, right? It was like, okay, so what is the passion that I do have? Why don't I have passion? Can I grow my passion? I think if you want to build your influencing ability, start with your passion. Start asking yourself questions around what is it that I am passionate about that I do every day and can I expand it? What do I love about what I do? If I don't love what I do, can I ever love it? Is it is it ever going to bring me some level of joy or excitement or do I feel myself connected to what I am doing and the mission of potentially the organization that I'm working for? Uh, but I think that's a great place to start in in really assessing, okay, am I passionate? Mm-hmm. Can somebody say, yeah, you know what, Kimberly, she is passionate about training. I see that. I see the way she does it and she exudes passion or, you know what, she's a little passionless. Mm-hmm. Now, because I, I think there's times when I have been passionless, yeah, and I feel like I'm almost in that imposter syndrome mode, and I'm just going through the motions because the passion has not shown up yet, yeah, and so I'm just kind of doing the fake it till I make it. But once the passion is there, then man, the other stuff just starts to fall into place. Interesting. So just, I mean, I will tell you, listening to you, right? You've gone from. I think passion is there or not. Mm-hmm. And now you've said I was passionless and now I'm passionate. So clearly one can build their passion. Yeah, that's because when we started this, I was like, I'm still processing this whole, <laughs> what are we going to talk about today? And I think it was just a question in my mind. And now I've convinced myself that I think you can build some passion. You can build it. Yeah. So get yeah. out there and build your passion. Understand it. How does it show up? My question is around this is, can I have too much passion? Can I show too much passion when I'm communicating things or... What does that look like? Is, does it create problems? <laughs> I I think you can, and I think this is a this is a really really good question because I think when your passion outweighs a couple of things, one being people's appetite, mm, right? So mm. my passion is outweighing somebody's appetite for this. So let's just say I want to go change the world when it comes to this one program, mm. but the upper leadership has no appetite to do that then I'm kind of working over here and spinning my wheels all by myself. Mm. And I don't have any any buy-in or backup as to what I'm doing. I think that's one place where you can have uh, too much passion. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking in my head, it's almost you become too salesperson-like. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, shut up. Yeah, did I tell you how great this was? Can I tell you how amazing this is? Did you know that? And it's like, whoa. Yes. A little too much. Coming in too hot. Too hot. We don't want it. We're not interested. Yes, uh, and all of a sudden the passion. I don't know. For me, I, I think the passion becomes a little too cheerleaderish. Yes, I was going to say the same thing. The same thing. You come in like a cheerleader, and they're like, "Whoa, like something about this just doesn't seem right." Doesn't feel right. Yes. Okay, so passion is number one for you. Anything else on the connection between passion and influence? Well, I want to go back to the can you have too much because mm-hmm. I think there's another place where you can probably have too much, and that is when your passion is outweighing. Not just the appetite, but the need, right? There's the the need. It's almost like it becomes like in a personal agenda of what you want and what you think and what you need to do for whatever it is, you know, to get your your own level of satisfaction versus what's really needed. Mm. So it's almost passion for what I want versus passion for what the business. What's best. Yeah. Yes. What the organization, I don't want to call it business, but... Yeah, passion for the mission of the organization 
or passion for my own internal agenda. Yes. And it kind of the wires get crossed. Yes, it gets in the way. The personal agenda starts to get in the way because you do have a passion, which is great. Mm. But knowing how much of that is needed Mm. for whatever it is we're working on, I think is critical. Yeah, that's an interesting thought. I'm sitting here just kind of reflecting on 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 my own passion. I think I, I have passion for what I do. And uh, can my passion get misinterpreted for uh, my own agenda? Uh, I've certainly seen people like that in my experience where it's really, it's almost confusing, right? I, I, I you know, you kind of look at the person, you're like, okay, is this about the mission of the organization or is this about some sort of internal thing you have created and you're trying to push onto the organization? Yeah. And how would you know that? Whether it's internal or it's uh, organizationally if driven? If your passion is too, if you've mm. got too much passion. Yeah, I think you see people rejecting. There's a little bit of organ rejection happening, right? It's mm-hmm. like, nope, that's not the direction. You, you hear more no's than yeses. <laughs> yeah. And you might start to feel like you're on this island all by yourself. Mm. How come nobody's helping me? How come nobody's in my camp and helping support this? That's good. Really good comment there on passion. What is the passion for? Is it for the mission of the organization or is it for your own internal uh, your own internal agenda or of, needs? Of whatever that is, climbing the ladder or mm. whatever, Yeah. right? So it's am I looking for the look at me spotlight mm. at the end of whatever this is? That's good. That's good. Anything else on the connection between passion and influence? Because the the direct comment there is, if you're too in it for yourself, people see it and you're not going to be able to influence. That's right. You have to have the right amount of passion for the right thing, organizationally driven, mission of the organization, and people start to listen because they know you're in it for the best of the company or the group. Yes. That's the direct connection there. Too much feels hokey. (laughs) <laughs> got it. You got to dial it Too in just little? right. Feels yeah. like where are they? Yep. You know, are they? You know, they're, and then you're. It's almost like you've you can't figure out what to work on because you just you can't you can't put it all together. Man, that's a great one. I love how you started <laughs> with that as the foundation. I do. I think I feel like you got to have it. I love that one. I got passion. I love right. what I do. So passion. That's my foundation, and it's part of this special recipe that I have. It's one of my key ingredients. So, what would you say is another? key ingredient, key aspect, key element of influence? You know, I think, and I'm really trying to tease apart this next one from passion, because I I think passion, I'm with you on it, that it's foundational and people feel when you're passionate or overly and all those things we talked about. I think for me, the one, it's values. It's knowing what you care about, what you believe in, what is kind of central to who you are. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm speaking these words kind of out loud and I, I see a difference. Passion is kind of energy mm-hmm. and it's focus and it's intention around what you care about. But you need to understand what those values are. It, to me, the values are the the how and what you are caring about. And so to me, I think values are central to how you influence um, values, it's what you bring to the table, right? It's what you care about, what is important to you. And I think if you have your values unaligned with the organization or with what the, you know, what the mission is of the organization, I think people feel that. I think, it, again, it, it, the reason why I'm kind of mm, having a hard time here is 
I can see where the personal agenda steps in with the values. Yes, that's where I, that's exactly what I was thinking. Yep. I can yep. see where there's some little bit of a double duty there. Um, but I also think on this values piece, it's, it's a little bit of how you go about influencing people. Yes. And the approach that you're going to take, you know, do you value people? Do you value respecting people? Do you value integrity? Do you value honesty? So I, I think values is central to this as well. I, I absolutely agree. I cannot I, I cannot argue with any of that. And I do see where like the values, that's your core beliefs, those, those things that how you do things, how you do your work, how you interact with people, how you listen to people, how you talk to people, all of that comes from the values versus the passion is kind of what you're saying. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, or what there's, it, it is, it is weird, right? It is. It's a little bit of. It's almost little, like, are they the same? They're different. I don't think they're the same. Yeah. I think they're different. Yeah. I absolutely see them as different. But I do think they start to overlap and one affects the other. So I think, yeah, for me, values are important. I think you got to know what you believe in, what is important to you, how that shows up every day. It's part of you. Yeah. I think if your values are not aligned with an organization or with the team that you're on, I think there's it's problematic. Yeah, or what you're trying to drive, like what you're trying to influence, mm-hmm. if that is disconnected from your values, woo, it's going to be hard for you to go for it. Mm-hmm. It's going to be hard for you to continue to push. Yeah, you lose steam. Yep. Because it's not connected to who you are and what's important to you. Mm-hmm. So I do think this piece of understanding your values. There is a process that people have gone through. People that I know, they, you know, take classes, they go to retreats, they try to really fundamentally understand what is important to them. And and I think the second component to the values for me is how did that become a value for me? Mm-hmm. What shaped that mm-hmm. in me? What mm-hmm. what are the experiences? What are the people? You know, how did I get here? Well, why is this one thing, you know, supporting others or training others or, you know, helping others? Sure. How did that happen? And yeah. and is that really a value of mine? Or is that a value of somebody else's that I think should be mine? <laughs> yeah. Or is it learned? Like, you know, then I go back into the whole thing. Like, can you build your values? Can your values change? I do believe they can mm-hmm. change, right? Can you grow your, like, if it wasn't a value for you before, can it become a value for you? So when we think about influencing others and having this conversation here, I'm certain there are people who are like, what? You're starting with values and passion? Seriously? Yeah. I thought you were going to talk about communication. <laughs> That's a piece too, right? But fundamentally, you have to understand what you're influencing and how you're influencing and why you're influencing it in that way. Yeah, because those values and your passion affects your communication. Absolutely. <laughs> it really is kind of the foundation to everything else. Yes. All right. So look, we're, you know, we're not quite at our full time yet. And we can cover another one if you want to go and take on another one. All right. But it's certainly, I think, where we're at right now, we're going to end up having another <laughs> another like update it. to this. I like it when we have a twofer. I, like I do it too. when we have a carryover. So yeah, I'm good with that. And so uh, if you want another one, I, do. I don't know that this is a quickie. I got a, I got a song in my head, though. Hit me with your best shot. Do you remember that one? <laughs> I Pat do. Benatar. Pat Benatar. Yeah. Man, I love oh, her. Oh, man. Let me tell you, I would sing that in my car. I wouldn't just sing it like a song. You would yell I mean, it. I would put on a full-blown concert at the Nissan Stadium in front of 50,000 people. 
with that song. Yes. I mean, in my car, there was a show going on with that song. I loved her. She's great. <laughs> hit me too. with your best shot. I All right. Too. So, yes, hit me with your best shot on your next one. All right. Next thought, next idea on how I can do better at influencing others. All right. So... You start with your passion, right? And I think passion helps build this next one, which is the knowledge, Mm. right? So in order to influence other people, you're going to have to have a level of knowledge that is deep and wide. And there's no like measuring stick, like it's, you know, 4.6 ounces. There, it's just you have to have a lot of knowledge around whatever it is you're trying to influence people on so that you can speak to it from different angles, from different levels, Mm. uh, different levels in the organization. You have to be able to see how it connects in many, many different ways. The understanding the importance of it, why it's important, how does it work, what happens if we don't do these things or if it doesn't work, what does that look like? so that you can have many types of conversations, be it with an individual contributor Mm. or an executive level. Man, I mean, pow. (laughs) (laughs) Now I'm Emeril Lagasse. Bam! (laughs) That is spot on. I think you got to be able to dig deep in whatever it is you are doing. You got to know your stuff so good, so well, like inside it out so that you can communicate it to any level in a, in a team, in an organization, and you can communicate it in a way that people can understand. Yes. And I think that, so with that passion, right, when you have passion, you want to go learn more. Mm. You dig in, you ask more questions, and you really try to build your knowledge because of that passion that you have. Whereas if there's no passion, you're probably going to dig only so deep, you know, that you don't not, you're not going to need a shovel, you're going to need a spoon. And so... That is, so you're picking up just a little bit of information, just enough to get you by. And that doesn't necessarily work well when you're really trying to drive and influence others. Yeah, so more surface level, right? Yes. Versus getting to the the meat and the potatoes of things and, and really understanding your craft. Yeah. Getting to being an expert of what you're currently doing and understanding it fully. Now, what does, you know, when I think about influence... There's this one little thing I'm thinking about in knowledge and passion, right? I'm seeing all of these things connecting. So is there any idea or component of this that in order to influence, I should be willing to share my knowledge? I should be very good and open to sharing my knowledge. What does that What does that look like to you? Absolutely. I think that it, because people want to know why they're doing things. People have questions. And so I think you, one, have to be able to answer questions, but you also just, even when they're not asking the questions, you have to be able to lay things out there to help them understand those, the importance, the benefits, the how it's going to work, all of that. And I think that having that knowledge helps you with that conversation, right? And sharing it Willingly. Willingly, openly, before they do ask, right? So let's just go, let's just say you're going to start up something new and you're you're trying to get a a team on board with that. Being able to share all of those things so that they don't have so many questions like, well, what about this? And what about that? And what about this? You lay it out there in a way that you've, you've answered the questions that you know are coming. And then 
they can, you know, you can fill in some gaps with what other extra questions they may have. Yeah, I, I also think, you know, when you are willingly sharing your knowledge, there's there's something that's happening with other people, right? When they see you willingly share, because let's think about the opposite. What happens when you see people who hold on to information? A lot. Right? <laughs> a lot, right? It's negative. It's yeah, all, it's, it's yeah. just a very negative like they don't want to empower me. They don't want to educate me. They don't they want don't. to share. They don't want to build me. They don't want to, yeah. all of those they things. They start not to trust you. I mean, like all kinds. I'm like, oh my gosh, the spider web of that one. So thinking about it from the opposite, now what's the impact when there are leaders or people who are willingly sharing their depth of knowledge, right? They're, I'm an expert. I'm passionate. I have all of this energy around this thing and I'm going to share with you everything I know. Well, now all of a sudden, all of these benefits, all of these positive things happen because of that. That's right. And and that, I think, is the component here. It is about depth and learning and having, you know, deep knowledge about your craft and really knowing your craft. But I think there's also this component of willingly sharing with others. Yes. And then, and when they know that you're willing to share, they keep coming back to you, right? When they do have questions. So they don't just sit and spin, right? And look at the influence that's happening, right? <laughs> You're no longer having to push your ideas, but now there's people who are coming to you proactively to ask. Yes. Right? Is that showing your ability to change minds? Absolutely. Because yes. now they see you a little bit differently. Yes. Your level of influence is going up in an organization or on a team. Yes. Okay, look, the time has flown by. Uh, this does <laughs> There's end, so much more. This ends this conversation. Uh, those of you who have joined us for this conversation around influence... Share with us your thoughts on passion, values, and knowledge. We've given you three things to consider in order to increase your level of influence across your organization. And if you know somebody that needs a good conversation on influence, don't forget to share this podcast with them. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. That'll put us in your feed every week so you can come back again for an extra shot of leadership. <laughs>